We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Thank you for spending some time with us here today on Empower Radio. Life sometimes hurts a lot. And as humans, we all experience accidents, betrayal, health challenges, unexpected changes, and pain. And though we all want to love and be loved, it seems our relationships are often fraught with drama, chaos, and confusion. But why is it so hard? Don't we all want the same things? To be happy and fulfilled? Don't we all want to feel connected and joyful? But how can we authentically connect with another and love them unconditionally unless we feel deeply connected to ourselves and love ourselves unconditionally? For me, this is the journey to center and the most important adventure of our lives. Here's a quote from my guest today. Becoming our most effective, content self is not a foolish pipe dream or a myth. It is our birthright and something that is within the grasp of each and every one of us. Today, I'm speaking with someone who has taken the journey to center and has secrets to share about how we can finally arrive at the seemingly elusive destination of peace, fulfillment, and authentic joy. I'm honored to be having a conversation with Gregory Nicholas Malouf. By all outward appearances, Greg had it all. He was fabulously rich, earning six figures each week through lavish parties, had a beautiful wife and three wonderful children. He could go anywhere in the world he wanted to and do anything he wanted to do, but he was miserable. He struggled with addiction, including his addiction to work and a misguided attempt to escape the pain from childhood of abuse. All the money and outward things of the world could not assuage his anguish and anxiety, and his not-so-perfect world finally collapsed as he hit rock bottom. In his book, Silent, Greg shares his journey about how he finally healed the hurt and embraced his journey toward the inner self. Greg has since arrived at the place of peace beyond understanding and the location of all-knowing, and he is here to share with us how we can do the same. So, Greg, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. Thank you very much, Tammy. It's lovely to be with you. Your book is so elegant, and it speaks so profoundly of truth as it documents your very courageous journey. Can you tell me about why you wrote it and how it came into being? Yes, certainly. Uh, silent, Silent came about because there was a point in my life where I had to reassess all the values that I held high of life, in life, the attachments that I had, um, the distorted attachments to people and things. I was at a place, Timmy, where I actually thought I was happy, in a sense, untouchable. I could do anything and go anywhere in the world I wanted. And my obsessive disorder or anxiety had driven me to be extremely successful But I came to realize at a point in my life that it was about that my life had been about running away from childhood traumas of abuse uh, and those traumas caused in me my lack of self-worth, 
lack of self-love. And by my uh, early teens, I found myself acting out in all sorts of addictive behaviours, drugs, sex and alcohol, which was to be replaced by my primary addiction of workaholism by my late teens, early 20s. Now, the more successful I became, the more I didn't think I had a problem, the more I was driven and the blinkers that I wore through life completely stopped me from seeing life. At that point where a crisis occurred, and this is the unfortunate thing that most people only look when a crisis occurs, but at that point, my defences were shattered. I went through enormous grief and depression, and then I started to ask really important questions about my life. You know, what is all this about? Surely there must be a better way. Surely there must be meaning to life. And I searched for those answers. And it was in those searching for those answers that I literally pulled my life apart and put back the pieces. And I had help. I had therapy, group therapy, rehabilitation. But it was the many lessons that I documented. And it was the many courageous souls that I met along the way who who courageously shared their experience that gave me the strength to look at the truth of my own reality that I was able to do this. And those lessons were documented and I realized that it was going to truly benefit those that I said I loved. In other words, I could stop the distorted teachings that I'd learned you know, from those that said they loved me that was obviously passed down to them and them before them. And then... I knew then that I could help others with it. And I felt that if I didn't do this, then I would have wasted a, a life that was, you know, really, I came to think, was living three lives in one. So it was, Silent was born on the back of that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, what you speak of, so many people think if they had that, they would be happy. If they had the money, because I think if we go deep enough, money seems to represent power and freedom, but it is a false god. And, uh, you took it to the hilt. And so you found, you have taken this journey and found that place of, of true power and true freedom. And, and again, you do document it so wonderfully in your book. There's such profound nuggets. I have my highlighter out and, and such profound wisdom. And then you go back and you tell your story and weave it together in just a magical, powerful way. Look, I think that was, that was, um, Tammy, that was one of the, the, the real lessons that I learned was was being able to listen to these courageous souls um, speak about the origin of their experiences that created and then the fears that we carry through life that I applied the same uh, techniques in the book so people could actually integrate it. So it's not a book where it just fluffs on. I mean, certainly not sugar-coated. There's some explicit details there that people may find the courage, as I've shared, I've had the courage to share my experiences. They may have the courage to face their own, and sometimes that does need professional help, as you know, Tammy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that people will be able to integrate through the lessons and 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 the, the um, uh, tales of, and stories of so many people that I met along the journey that um, they will be able to get an understanding of what they need to do to actually start the process of, of as you say, connecting within and finding life abundance. Mm -hmm. it, and it, it is true. Anything we really want, we can have in this present moment. And um, I, I want to... 
Yes, I want to hear from your perspective what we can do to start really accessing and claiming that for ourselves. I really like what you said there. We can live in the present moment. And I think this is where it's difficult for people, Tammy, because you just can't live in the present moment. When somebody says sit and meditate, and there'll be many meditators around the world listening to this show and people that have read many books about living in the present, you just can't live in the present moment until you do something before that. And that is, that, that is and what I've come to understand uh, very clearly, is you need to face the truth of, of, of your reality. You need to face the truth behind the reasons why we carry these negative thoughts and fears uh, that when we do sit by ourselves and we do try to connect within, they come bubbling to the surface and prevent us from actually sitting in the moment. And people find it very difficult to sit with themselves. So that was one of the big challenges that I had to learn and then express through my writing so people would be able to understand it. And I came to understand that one of the ways that we do this, facing the truth of our reality so people get a bit of an understanding, and I, and I, and I say it to you like this, that all problems are one, and that is they all stem from a sense of separation, and that separation is because somewhere in our earlier life we were separated from ourself that confident, creative, imaginative self. And so we feel we're separated from others, and that's what actually causes our fears. And these fears manifest, and then we, we, uh, you know, we repress our feelings, as we were most likely taught uh, to repress our feelings growing up, or our feelings were discounted, or, or you know, uh, we weren't allowed to express our true feelings, so later in life we can't express our feelings. But one of the ways that we face our truth or understand that we've got a problem is to start feeling again. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and we do that when we, when we ask ourselves, there's, there's two ways to do this. One is we ask ourselves regularly, how am I feeling? So if we're feeling hurt, we've got to start to own these feelings. I feel hurt. I feel lonely. I feel sad. I feel angry. We've got to be able to feel Again, so we need to be able to ask that question. Now, if we can't feel because feelings are repressed, then we, there's another wonderful signs, or there are a number of wonderful signs that the body will show us that we are living in a state of unease. And those signs could be, uh, those signs are our behaviors, and they could be clearly evident by such things as a judgment. A simple judgment means that we're feeling uneasy. We're feeling separate from self or someone other. Criticism, attack, any reaction we may have. So any uneasiness, uneasiness is all will be shown through our behaviours. And then when we learn to observe our behaviour, then we can ask ourselves, well, how am I feeling? And own that feeling. And when we own the feeling, we're given a choice. It's then we're given the choice. And when we're given a choice, we can do something about it. We can drop the negative thought. We can put in a positive affirmation. And there are a number of simple techniques that people will be able to apply to be able to find that centeredness and that moment, those moments of peacefulness. Mm. And yeah, I like that you also have exercises in your book and little brief um, moments to take for oneself. Another thing that I really like, you have a quote about the power of choice. You say, we all have choices to make and those choices will determine whether we live in peace or pain. Choices found in peace can only result in peace. Trust and faith will assure only the best possible outcome. I find great solace in that. That is, you know, it's, 
is so true. And the only thing that can hurt us are our thoughts. They're the only things that can, can hurt us. And there's techniques that, you know, people will be able to also uh, apply to their life and, and see the tremendous difference in, in what was just said and that being able to apply peace and help. The only result will be peacefulness. And I know it might not sound like much, but it, it's so important into the process in the process of healing that we learn to and I think you apply, you mentioned this earlier when you introduced me to authentically forgive and the key word here is authentic mm-hmm. uh, and I think the difference is this that you know forgiveness we've come to apply in a fearful state or an ego state we apply as having a, a olive branch in one hand and a stick in the other, like some self-righteous act of getting the moral high ground, making another feel worse and ourselves feel better, us feel mm-hmm. worse and another feel better. Um, but authentic forgiveness is to forgive and forget. That is to drop the negative thought. Now, to get to that place, we need to understand those experiences in our past, face those experiences in our past that create the negative thoughts that we carry through life, forgive ourselves for carrying those thoughts, realize they're not our responsibility. They are not our responsibility. They were not, you know, we weren't responsible for carrying those things. Forgive ourselves, and it is in through self-forgiveness that we authentically learn to forgive all others. But we need to forgive ourselves first and not carry the self-loathing and the self-criticisms that we seem to replace over self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is so profound. And Greg, I love how you wove your story from your childhood into this book, because I think most of us are shamed a lot as children, not necessarily consciously or intentionally by parents or anything. It just, it's part of being human. And we start to establish this false mask, the ego, and then we do everything we can to, I guess, prove ourselves or protect ourselves. And, and you kind of dismantle this notion piece by piece by piece through your book. And I'd like to hear a little bit more from your perspective about the role of ego and how we can heal the woundedness that we carry the you're so right the you know anything less than nurturing is trauma and as children if you look at your children and I mean really look at them and listen to their laughter it's in the laughter of our children and we hear their little voices and their laughter and, and the way they live life i mean that's that's basically you know how we're created in a in a similar in a in a uh, softer version and trauma actually separates us from that confident, loving, um, non-judgmental, imaginative, creative self. And those layers build up and the fears are created as we separate from ourselves. We don't have a sustainable base. We find where we lose our sustainable base. Now, whether we're over-nurtured or under-nurtured, the result seems to always be the same. It's quite amazing and the journey is... You know, the people that I've met along the way, you know, some people, you know, started off saying, oh, I had a wonderful family. It was just amazing and all the rest. But the stories that came out at the end of a three-week group therapy session were just, you know, horrific. And 
you know, might have been over control, overindulging, where they just can't do anything for themselves, etc. And for whatever reason, we get separated. We create our ego self, our adapted other self, and that adapted other self, uh, that adapted other self, is there to protect and defend us. And as you know, Tammy, it does a pretty good job at keeping us from, you know, doing a lot of harm to ourselves. But it, but it starts to complicate our lives in in many, many, many ways, and 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 at a point in our life, it does become unmanageable, and we start looking for answers, purpose to life, and that ego self lives. It was born in fear, and the only thing it can do is express itself in fear. It cannot authentically forgive. It cannot authentically love. It cannot find sustainable peace. It's just it just cannot, and that is why we cannot live in the present moment and be truly blessed and 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 love life in so many ways. And as children do, we just need to look at children, and um, and we'll see the way children live. And you know, since this healing process, just looking at my children is a learning exercise. It's so beautiful. It's wonderful, you know, to experience life with them now not mm. apart from them believing that, you know, I was doing it all for them. Mm. And the ego self, you know, obviously builds up these fears and those fears create a lot of negative thoughts and then the illusions of our life. And those illusions manifest through that negative thought and compound the fear that we believe is all too real. And when we learn to face the, the origin of the fears that created those negative thoughts or feelings of separation, we can slowly start to peel back the layers. And we need to be able to do that. And when we slowly peel them back, we get those moments of rest and peace. And if we're true to ourselves, and we can truly start to feel through the lessons within that book, uh, then we will feel those peaceful moments of peacefulness. And then just like we will also feel and own the hurtfulness and the and the sadness, we will also know the peacefulness and we'll know from what direction each comes. And that's our path to finding, you know, sustainable peace in our life. And with that, the love and joy that we've always searched for. Mm. Yeah, what you're saying is you speak as well as you write. And it just um, really carries me to a place of, of great truth. And what I've found is so important is just to bring compassion to the path that we've um lived and the hurts that we've experienced. And that helps soften, I think, the, the ego or the false mask that you speak of. Compassion for ourselves, compassion for those that wounded us, compassion, you know. And, and to me, I guess that's another way of just bringing f- authentic forgiveness to everyone and everything. So you can just put down the stick and just relax. So true. Absolutely so true, Timmy. And people have got to understand this, which is, you know, this is, this is the, the head beater. This one, this one is the one that gets people off track to all too easy. We are going to regress to old ways. We've taken a lifetime to build this ego and the fears in our life. And there are many, many layers in our life that we're going to peel back. Absolutely certain. As soon as we make the intent for change and we acquire the awareness, it will happen. But regression is a vital and integral part of healing. We need to regress to old ways. That's the way we learn. You know, so through this journey, I often fell off the pot and I would find myself acting in silly ways, behaviors as I was talking that I could observe. Then I would ask myself how I'm feeling. And those come and go even now to a far, far lesser extent. But it's the way you learn. 
because it's when you regress to old ways with new learning that you see the difference. You start to own the feelings of peacefulness over the feelings of hurtfulness, over the feelings of pain that somebody did the wrong thing. Uh, you know, it's then, like you said, that you start to suppress the ego and, you know, you, you take its power. But it's through that integration from regressing to old ways and learning new ones that you create the wisdom in your life to find sustainable peace. Mm. Yeah, and stop beating ourselves up. Stop judging ourselves. We're doing the best we can. And yeah, uh, maybe we were handed things and we started creating habits. Um, and I like how you're talking about observing those habits and, and maybe looking at them from a higher altitude, feeling those feelings. And, and then the healing begins to ensue. Well, and we're physical th- beings. Yes. We're physical beings, Tammy. And the purpose of a body, if you take the mind away from it, it is nothing. Mm-hmm. But we are, we are physical uh, and therefore we can observe physical things. So observation, they say changes behavioral. Well, we can observe our behaviors. They're quite simple techniques. And when we start to apply them, yes, we're going to regress to old ways and, and there are techniques for being able to face the origin or bore down into the origin of those experiences and then slowly peel back each layer and, and, and lighten the burden we feel we have on our life. And when we observe those behaviours, then we start to feel that's in a higher plane, like you were saying, and then you know, we can take ownership and take responsibility for our lives instead of believing that we haven't got any choices in life, that we're at the whim of life, when we are simply mm. not. We are the absolute creator of life. You are, I couldn't agree more. Something else you talk about that I just love is the power to observe without opinion is where true freedom lies. You know, to observe without evaluating is non-judgmental and judgment, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, separate, you know, and I remember doing this exercise about two years ago and, you know, I thought I was, you know, healing rather rapidly, which I probably was but again integration was important because unless you're integrating you just don't get it you learn it you 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 mentalize it but you know you don't it doesn't start moving through the body and soul in unison so you really stay fixed in your head until you integrate to old ways but observing without evaluating without evaluating means that you no longer react to life so when mm-hmm. your partner explodes you're going to start to hear with your eyes. You're going to hear her pain, hear his pain. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to stay in that pain, but there are techniques of being able to apply to yourself that will bring you peacefulness. So one of the most powerful things you'll ever learn to do is observe without evaluating. So true. That To me, that is really the crux of freedom, which is what I think we all want, whether we know it or not. And so I just, I just love everything you're saying. So Greg, if somebody wants your book, how do they find it? How do they get more of you? Well, um, you know, I've started blogging and we've got, um, you know, and um, there are meditation techniques through the Epsilon, E-P-S-I-L-O-N, healingacademy.com. Got a wonderful U.S. team that are, that are, you know, working, uh, very well to keep, to you know, uh, keep the website uh, moving in a forward direction, and we've got so much material to come. 
You know, we just can't put it all on at the moment. But the Epsilon Healing Academy, and they will be able then to take a direct link to Amazon, of course, through Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, you know, if they press Silent Gregory Nicholas Maloof, of course, they'll be able to get the book there. Yes. And I just want to read one more quote from your book that just brings me back to that place of heaven on earth. We do not need outside things to fill the spirit as spirit lives within us. It's available to you in this moment and any other moment. It is simply a matter of choice. The power of silence is your release from the prison of your mind and the vehicle for peace and true joy. So beautiful. Greg, I could talk to you for a very long time. <laughs> well, hopefully when I get over there, Timmy, I'll, I'll, we'll come and meet up because I'd love to talk to you. You know, I feel like there's so much to talk about about the power of silence. <laughs> oh, I know. You it's are a just topic. a man amongst men. I just adore you. I adore your message and your energy. And um, yes, be in touch anytime. I'd feature you anytime. I'd have coffee with you anytime. You are just a true light worker. And I'm so honored to be connecting with you. And I know our listeners are feeling it as well. So once again, thank you. Thank you, Greg. And thank you, Nate, for being the producer of this wonderful show. And thank you, my listeners, for taking this pocket of time to hang out with us. I hope you're feeling the peace and the silence and the joy of your own soul. Take care of yourself and hope to connect with you soon. Onward and upward. Bye for now.